0: Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket
1: and theticketfm.com. Bottom of hour number two here on the block. Austin Norman back with you. Strick had to dip. Well, that's okay. We replaced the Husker Hall of Famer with the uh, Husker Recruiting. Hall of Famer. Brian Munson of Husker Online joins us here after a busy junior day. Brian, uh, we, we called down, and there should have been a nurse swinging by with a, a coffee IV. Has that happened yet? Oh, well, I, she, she stopped by, and then I also complained of carpal
0: tunnel syndrome. So she was coming back with uh, some, some wrist braces and some uh, a, uh, anti-inflammatories for my wrist, too. Because I think that was – I think that was – 14 or 15 stories over two and a half days, and I've got like four or five left to go up tonight, man. So it was Ooh. it was a weekend.
1: Make sure you expense that PT. That's
0: <laughs> true. That is very true. It's a write-off now, too. I'm, I'm, in, I'm into the work time, so I got to remember that for next year's tax returns.
1: There you go. Write it off, type it off, whatever it takes. Uh, but yeah, like you said, 1450 stories, four or five more in the cooker for uh, Husker Online, uh, for on three. Let's just start with this, Brian, with the big junior day. Everything I've seen, everything I've read, very positive for Nebraska. It seems like if you had to grade the weekend, you would give it an A. Just how big just how well did this weekend go for Nebraska? Uh
0: it went phenomenally well. Um I, I mean you had guys like uh Brandon Baker and Nathaniel Frazier who we, we spoke with on Friday night and while I didn't directly interview, I was behind stage, you know, watching the interview with Sean and Sip and and they're going through talking to those guys, and these are, you know, two of the most highly recruited players in the nation. Number one offensive tackle and Frazier's not the number one running back in California, but darn close. I mean, same schools are in pursuit of him, and these guys, these guys came to Nebraska on a bit of a leap of faith. I mean, you know, they 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 had some connections with Rayola. They've obviously been getting recruited very hard by Matt Rule and his staff, and they come to Nebraska, you know, which is very different place than what what they had really been visiting and considering up to that point and they loved it i mean these guys are talking about making return visits and you know you had the you had uh, Jacob and Gerard's uh, Smith from from Connecticut same way uh, you had so many guys basically from the top of that group Gatlin Bear you know that the wide receiver from Idaho uh I, I think I think Nebraska did a great job because I I, I know there's no commitments and people will say quantify that you, you, there's nothing new on the board in terms of commitments but the, the idea was is that Nebraska needs to get this group to keep coming back to Lincoln and and they have done that they they are, they are securing additional unofficial and and will be soon official visitors uh, as they get into June from this group this weekend, it's a very interesting, like new process to where it seems like, you know, these schools now are having these larger junior days to kind of then build this chemistry among the group. That's kind of there to then get them to start coming in together for official visits to kind of see the picture together.
1: You mentioned, see the picture together and talk to one another. The keystone of that Dylan Raiola, just how big a part of this weekend Was he not just in terms of Nebraska's pursuit of him, but Dylan Raiola's role in bringing however many of these guys with him wherever he goes?
0: Well, I mean, it's he generates a buzz, number one. I mean, there's an interest there because, like, you know, I talked to Ryan Wingo last night, and Wingo's like, Yeah, you know, we've been to our last two trips, you know, been our last two trips together. We went to Georgia together, now we've been to Nebraska together. They're trying to kind of, you know, get that kind of group within a group thing built before they even commit and do anything. Because like they, you know, they they see each other like, you know, as, as the, as what they need to be successful. They're, they're that, that's that peer. You know, Wingo's mm-hmm. looking for the quarterback and Rayola's looking for the stud wide receiver. So that's what you're, that's what you're trying to kind of build right there. But Rayola, you know, so many, so many stories from the weekend about, you know, how involved he is, how, Basically, he gets was folded into practice, listening in the huddle, you know, checking things out and just how it doesn't act like or seem like an uncommitted guy. And and look, I I think that I think that that's that's the difference now. I think the difference is now is that you have to fold these these kids in and you have to give them basically what it's like, the, give them the experience essentially of of being a player, you know, on that team, in that program, you know, you're playing for that coach in that 24, 48 hours that they're in town. There's such a limited snapshot, but you have to, you have to generate so much benefit and so much value to get those guys to come back. And, and uh, I think things have really, really, really changed in that regard. But uh, Matt Rule and his staff did a really a fantastic job of managing the entire weekend.
1: We'll talk about some of the big names nationally in just a minute, but how did Nebraska do with some of the bigger-name in-state prospects that were there this weekend?
0: You know, Carter Nelson, he's always been uh, a guy that's that's been very slippery to kind of get a hold of. Um, I, I did get a quick remark that he really loved it. and We were supposed to catch up yesterday. He hasn't gotten back to me. And then, of course, McMorris and, and Davon Hall removed themselves because they both went on to go to Chicago to play 7 on sevens. So and you, you basically come down to Caleb Benning. And and I make it sound like you slide all the way down the list, and that's really not the case. Caleb is a fantastic athlete, and it's going to get looked on both sides of the football. And when I when I touch base with him, I, I think that there was – you know, there's, there's this – you know, the last time he was there was that first weekend in December, which was that junior day for the in-state guys – And this is the first time he's returned to Lincoln, and a lot, a lot is happening. A lot, a a, a lot of things, you know, like basically with spring practices and the the facilities, and this continued, you know, growth of the relationship with with, between him and the coaching staff. I, I really feel like, and Caleb's a guy that can, that can lead the state. He can go, he can go national. He can stay regional. He's got some teams that are really pushing for him, you know, in the area, but. He, he's feeling the love from Nebraska. I think that he's seeing the bigger picture there, too, which I think is incredibly important because it's you, you can have those schools that it just turns out sometimes to be lip service to kind of keep an in-state kid there. But in reality, I think with Caleb, it's, it's, it's genuine desire to keep Caleb home uh, because you see the value and see the role for him on your team in the 2024 class.
1: Talking with Brian Munson of Husker Online here. Uh, Brian, Willis McGahey, the fourth, saw a spring practice. Uh, remind yeah. me, did any of the other guys in town get to watch any uh, practice?
0: Um, so Willis McGahee was there on Monday along with Caden Massey. And then you got like uh, a couple guys came through on Friday, and they really didn't do any work. This on Friday. They did like a workout in the morning. And, and I don't think that, um, you know, everybody was there. I think Jaden Riddell was there. Jacob Arop was there earlier in the week, too, from Bellevue West. And then mainly all the guys that were there on Saturday got to see that nine to noon practice. But otherwise, there was a workout Friday and then another practice on Thursday.
1: Did you hear anything from any of those guys about what they saw in that time? Were they did they like it? Were they impressed? Oh. Because we know Matt Rule says he doesn't want anyone to commit to Nebraska without having seen you know a practice, a workout. Any inclination what these guys thought about what they saw?
0: Every single one of these guys, every single I mean, there were a couple guys that, that noted that there's that Nebraska is only four practices in. You know, like mm-hmm. on Saturday it was their fourth practice. So was there a couple of hiccups? Yeah. There there were, but, but in reality, everybody else came back and said, man, Matt rule is everywhere. He is sticking his nose into all of the position breakouts. He is correcting people. He's correcting his staff. He called a timeout. The staff met together. He, he met with all of them. They broke out and they finished practice. Um, there were, there was a lot of things about how aggressive, um, essentially, that the, that the practice was there was pads popping very early on Saturday morning. There was a lot of, there was a lot of great feedback, honestly, about the practice on Saturday. There were just a couple that noted a couple of the hiccups, but ultimately that was one of the big stronger points of the weekend. Was the Saturday morning practice.
1: Once again, talking with Brian Munson of Husker Online here. Let's start with the, the offensive guys that were in town. You mentioned a couple of those wide receivers in Gatlin Bear and Ryan Wingo, and then yep. a lot of linemen in town as well, in, in Gibson Pyle, Samisi Tonga in there as well, uh, Nuku Mafi. Again, all these guys had great things to say about Nebraska from what I can read from your write-ups. Of that group of guys, who do you think is the, the most important target for Nebraska?
0: I mean, you can't overlook Brandon Baker being the number one offensive tackle in the nation. But, I mean, that's a guy that's going to – he's going to sort things out all the way into December. I mean, he is not going to make a June-July decision. He's going to take, you know, two official visits in June. He's going to take two in the season and a a fifth. You know, the fifth one will probably be sometime after that season. So, you're looking at maybe – you know, like that week after the after uh, Thanksgiving or something like that, to where he finally ends up making it. So he's he's the big prize. I mean, he's the kind of guy that Nebraska goes out and tries to fill up, you know, an offensive tackle an interior offensive line. And if Baker wants in, they create a spot for him. But I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to actually talk to Andrew Spriggs, coach, uh, right as soon as we hang up here. I'm going to call Coach Donahoe. But Grant Bricks came in and had a a fabulous uh, uh, situation, a fabulous weekend. I think the thing to kind of remember with a guy like him is that you know Logan, Iowa, is just right across the river over there Mm -hmm. by Mo Valley, and and it's uh, it's it's incredibly close for him. And I think that that's really kind of a a huge uh, uh, thing for Nebraska. Like that that's something that basically they've got to treat him like an in-state guy. And then you got the two guys in from from Utah. I mean, we didn't know about. Nuku Mafi and we really didn't you know know too much about Samisi Tonga and both those guys left for Miami last night and and they are they were blown away I mean first of all their their high school offensive line coach is Tenille Fanoti so they have gotten they have gotten schooled up about like how to practice at the high school level, how to get ready for college and oh yeah, here's about Nebraska because one of the best to ever do it at Nebraska, Tanio Fanotti, is your high school offensive line coach. So really I tell you what, Gage Ginther glossed over him. We talked about Pyle. I got a I got a a, a story coming on Ginther tonight. Um and you had also Riley Sunrum coming in. And I got a story coming on him too, but that's this this weekend Really brought in tremendous numbers uh, at the offensive line spots, which I think is going to be really music to the ears of a lot of people when you start considering you only have 10 offensive linemen available for spring practices. You'll get four more in June, but obviously that is a position Nebraska is going to take quite a few at when it comes to the 2024 class.
1: On the defensive side of the ball, Roger Gradney says Nebraska sees him, you know, in the defensive backfield playing on special teams as well. He's the first commit in this next yeah. class for the Huskers, and that's a big one. You know, he he has his name there as the first guy down. How big of a role did he play in this weekend? How did his visit go his first time in Lincoln? Uh, what's the, the, you know, kind of the book with him this weekend?
0: Yeah, he's such a great guy. I mean, coming off of a hip surgery, he's he's having to take it slow and, they, you know, they've really impressed upon him that that his, you know, his bread's buttered, you know, on the football field. He could go out there and do great in track, but you could really hurt himself and, and and put himself in a bad position. So he's being patient and he's going through the process. Uh, Nebraska really does like him and as a secondary. They really feel like he is a a, a creator as, as a special teams guy, and so does his coach. But other guys on defense to kind of keep a close eye on Jacob Smith and Gerard Smith from Cheshire, Cheshire, Connecticut. Um, both those guys are looking at spring game visits. Uh I talked to Mario Buford really briefly last night because he was getting in like from the airport like at ten o'clock and there was the uh uh Keith Williams tweet that kinda had everybody on edge about maybe being a commitment. That was like one guy I didn't get a hold of. Um, you know, and things look obviously very positive with him, but uh he had a great visit. We're gonna we're gonna catch up again tonight. Michael Boganowski is a guy that really kind of gets lost in all of the noise and the stars of the weekend. He's the top three-star guy that came in. Great outside linebacker from Junction City, Kansas. Um, Had a great weekend again. Probably going to be one of those things where I think Nebraska gets him back. And then Thomas Heiberger, I've got his update to come along with Elijah Newby. Uh, Those guys are, again, kind of those Jack linebackers that sit that hybrid spot between the outside linebacker two-point to a guy that can walk up, be on the line of scrimmage, two point or even hand in the dirt. Those are some really interesting cats because like that athleticism, that skill set, that's that's a really broad skill set. You're kind of sitting there Jojo Dolman, you know, kind of thing where you got to be able to match up and take in, a, take in an equation like, you know, motion and how they're going to kind of account for you. And things change very quickly. So those guys are great athletes. And those, you could never have enough of those guys with that versatility. And they both had great weekends in, in Lincoln this weekend.
1: There you have it, Brian Munson recapping everything Nebraska Junior Day over the weekend. Uh, Brian, hope that nurse gets back quickly with uh, a <laughs> little more coffee, some anti-inflammatory, some wrist braces, whatever you need. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks for the great breakdown, and we'll see what we have for you next week. I'm going to
0: get a fresh ice pack, and we'll get back on some stories here quick.
1: There you go. Once again, Brian Munson of Husker Online joining us here on the block. We'll step aside. On the other side, we've got the crossover. We'll wrap up on the block with that after this.